I'm Todd from Finish Line Financial, and this is Retirement Secrets, where we talk about what it takes to retire like a multimillionaire. A few summers ago, my wife and I grew a small garden out in our backyard. We actually um, picked this little plot of land out behind our garage and kind of marked it all out. And what we did is we took our shovel and kind of turned over the dirt and then mixed in some nice soil with nutrients and then we planted a whole bunch of seeds. And you know, one thing I to know about myself is that I, I like to cook, but I am not a gardener by any stretch of the imagination. But what my wife taught me is that the environment around the garden is also important. So you need good soil and you need sunlight, but you also need some shade. You need to water it, you need to fertilize it, and, and you just have to create the right conditions for it. And it was really kind of nice because we grew all kinds of vegetables. We had uh, green peppers, we had tomatoes, we had, let's see, we had carrots, we had some herbs like uh, oregano and basil. In fact, the basil just kept coming back year after year. In fact, after we even stopped um, planting every year, uh, the basil kept coming back and I kept using it. And a, a little pro tip for you, basil on pizza is just what the doctor ordered. But what I learned out of all of that is that it all starts with having the right environment to grow your garden. And the right environment is also very important when it comes to investing your retirement money. That's why we're pleased to have back on the Retirement Secrets podcast, Greg Brousseau, to talk about the current environment for private equity investing. And as you may recall, Greg was on the podcast just a few weeks ago, and he oversees the Alternative Investment Group for Macquarie. The Macquarie Group is a major global bank headquartered in Australia. We recorded this episode on May 23rd, 2022, and Greg talks about how the current market environment is creating opportunities for private equity investing, as well as what are some of the current trends with private equity, including the rapid technology advancements and taking advantage of that. This part of the investment world, the alternative space, was once reserved just for very large institutions and the world's wealthiest individuals, but that's changing. It's a real treat that we are able to bring to you again, Greg Brousseau. Good afternoon. It's uh, May 23rd and my name is Greg Brousseau. I'm recording this from New York City. Um, what I thought I would do is spend a few minutes on uh, the current environment for private equity investing. Um, um, a really broad topic, hard to capture in five or 10 minutes, but I do want to just give folks a sense of what, what might be happening in that space. Again, my name is Greg Brousseau, and I oversee the alternative investment group at Macquarie in New York. Macquarie Group is a um, publicly traded um, uh, investment bank asset manager uh, based in Sydney, Australia. They're the largest infrastructure asset manager in the world. Um, and we have a very active business um, in the area of private equity and hedge funds and real estate. But today I want to just touch on private equity for a second. Um, industry itself may be 40, 50 years old. Um, a number of firms uh, started to establish them themselves back then. And the, uh, the, the core strategy was to purchase private businesses um, improve the fundamentals of those companies by uh, changing management or, or, or improving the fundamentals of the business, whether it be 
um, bolting on new companies, changing their balance sheet, um, changing overall strategies, hanging on to those businesses for probably four or five years, and then selling the business um, at a profit, um, either through a private sale or through an IPO. So that business has grown substantially over the last five years or so. There's been more and more institutions entering it. Um, you've got all kinds of sub-strategies. You can buy country funds, regional funds, buyout funds. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very big area, and it's dominated by institutions, um, institutional investors. You can put capital in distressed debt and growth capital, traditional buyout direct lending, venture capital, structured credit, it goes on and on. Um, over the last five years or so, um, the high net worth investor has been shown an increasing number of offerings and solutions in the space. We think that will continue. Uh, we encourage always that you discuss any product that you see uh, with your financial advisor to make sure it's appropriate for your own uh, financial planning. Um, I would say that the, the industry itself has grown a lot, but it's a very big world out there. Um, I think I said on a different call, we talked a little bit about the number of, you know, target companies that are available. Um, in the United States, it's substantial. So you can just imagine the number of private businesses um, that are available uh, globally. Uh, today, there's only about 3,600 public companies left in the U.S., down about 50% in the last 20 years. And in the US today, there's over 17,000 companies that do over $100 million in revenue. Um, this doesn't include companies that a private equity firm may want to take private. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity. Um, I think like in all asset classes, there's a lot of capital and a lot of liquidity in the world. I think the world has gotten more efficient. I think things have gotten more expensive, um, although the last month that have, might have changed, um, which is always good news for private equity firms because one of, one of the key return uh, characteristics is buying companies cheap. Um, so especially on the, on, the, on the venture capital and perhaps on the growth company side, um, things have loosened up a little bit in terms of pricing. Um, this asset class has always been important for institutions. Um, it's been dominated by the large uh, pension plans and endowment plans. There's schools like, you know, Brown or Dartmouth or Yale that might have as much as 30 or 40 or 50 percent in some cases um, invested in, um, in private equity. Um, I would say that the, the return streams, um, if you go back and look at a lot of data, you'll find that on a 5, 10, 15, 20-year basis, most of these returns have, uh, in the various sectors, not all, have outperformed the public markets, but you've, give, you've got to give up some liquidity for that. Um, I think a lot of the private equity firms, at least that we speak to, um, are very respectful of the period we're in right now. Um, there's a lot of crosswinds, both inflation and higher interest rates and a bunch of geopolitical issues. So I think you're going to see um, a much more uh, selective um, group of buyers going forward. Um, but this, you could make the argument this this could be one of the better, you know, vintage years, sort of a meltdown vintage years if the, if this turned, if the downturn that we're seeing in the public equity side continues. Um, I think the, the long-term uh, uh, promise of private equity remains in place. Uh, these are managers that just don't buy and hold 
uh, public companies. They're extremely active. Um, they can look at a lot of data going into the buy, unlike unlike us when we buy a public company. They are privy to a lot of information. Um, in about 50% of the cases, once they own that business, they replace manager, management. Um, each one of the big private equity firms has uh, what they call a, a, a specialized vertical, which means that these bigger firms, um, like a Blackstone or a Carlyle Group, might have um, 10 or 12 different industry groups globally that they have a lot of expertise in. Um, and what they attempt to do is get the best management team, try to buy the company at the best price, um, and then improve fundamentals. I'd say one other big dominant theme in private equity is technology, like it is everywhere. Um, one of the heads of the large private equity firms have, have um, been on record as saying every deal they do now is a tech deal. So it's a different form of equity investment. You're buying um, it, private businesses where you have the ability to actively increase management. Um, and fundamentals of that business. They're not always right. I don't want to leave anybody with a sense of that, but their batting average, at least the larger firms, have historically been quite good of outperforming public markets. So I'd say that, um, in general, it's a, it's a diversifier in folks' portfolios. Um, you typically do have to give up um, some, some liquidity and pay higher fees, but the objective here is to try to outperform over time, and that's what I think has attracted um, the institutional investor over the last 30 or 40 years. So with that, why don't I, uh, why don't I um, conclude my comments here and wish everybody a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to Retirement Secrets. If you want to learn more about how to retire like a multimillionaire, please visit our website at yourfinishline.com. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. There is no assurance that the investment techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and should be considered as an investment for the risk capital portion of the investor's portfolio. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. Any guest speakers, along with the companies they are associated with, are not affiliated with or endorsed by Finish Line Financial or LPL Financial. Alternative investments are speculative and involve substantial risks and conflicts of interest. Investors may lose some or all of their investment. Alternative investments may not be appropriate for all investors. This document and this podcast do not constitute an offer to purchase any securities or investment advisory services. The risks associated with alternative investments arise from several factors, depending on the specific type of investment. All investments in securities involve risk, 
of the loss of capital. Alternative investments are sold to qualified investors only by a confidential offering memorandum or prospectus. Alternative investments provide limited liquidity and include, among other things, the risks inherent in investing in securities and derivatives, using the leverage and engaging, engaging in short sales. An investment in alternative investment in an alternative investment fund is speculative, involves substantial risks, and should not constitute a complete investment program. An alternative investment fund may be highly leveraged, and the volatility of the price of its interest may be significant. Alternative investments may involve complex tax structures, and there may be delays in distributing important tax information. Alternative investment funds may not be subject to the same regulatory requirements as mutual funds, and their fees and expenses may be high. This summary is for informational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy interest in any fund. Interests are not deposits or obligations of or guaranteed or endorsed by any bank or other insured depository institution and are not federally insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the Federal Reserve Board, or any other governmental agency. Macquarie Asset Management, the acronym MAM, is the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. MAM is a full-service asset manager offering a diverse range of products across public and private markets, including fixed income, equities, multi-asset solutions, private credit, infrastructure, renewables, natural assets, real estate, and asset finance. MAM investment products and advisory services are distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors LP. Macquarie Group refers to Macquarie Group Limited and its subsidiaries and affiliates worldwide. Other than Macquarie Bank Limited, ABN 46008583542, quote, Macquarie Bank, close quote, any Macquarie Group entity noted in this document is not authorized, is not an authorized deposit-taking institution for the purposes of the Banking Act of 1959 of the Commonwealth of Australia. The obligations of these other Macquarie Group entities do not represent deposits or liabilities of Macquarie Bank. Macquarie Bank does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the, of the obligations of these other Macquarie Group entities. In addition, if this document relates to an investment, A, the investor is subject to investment risk, including possible delays in repayment and loss of income and principal investment, and B, none of Macquarie Bank or any other Macquarie Group entity guarantees any particular rate of return on the performance of the investment, nor do they guarantee repayment of capital in respect of the investment.